Good morning, Ambassador. To God be the glory. I guess we're rolling on wisdom only today, then. Hey, man, I guess wisdom gets the attention. <laughs> hey, man. I'm not sure, but that, I guess that's what they was talking about yesterday, though, when I was doing it, and they say I was going in and out. Yeah. I think we're being, uh, what they call that? Shadow, shadow block. Shadow block, yeah. Yeah. But this is on fire, y'all. This is turning people to the Lord. They don't like this. The internet don't like this. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you all, you see the flavor here. Keep praising them all the more is what you need to be doing on your platform. They can't stop all of us. See what I'm saying, brother Moore? Exactly. They're supposed to just be here. They're supposed to hear this all the way around the clock. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> so do your thing, Lord. <laughs> your thing. It was before the foundations of the world, working marvels and wonders untold. Glorifying your own name in the land. Lord, do your thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll be the devour in the mighty name of Jesus. But we know he's going to come to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah, I think they just don't want to hear that message. But guess what? They gonna get it anyway. So since they want to be like that, let's give them some John chapter three. Amen. Let's see if we can we can remedy this issue with itching ears. We know that's all it is. These itching ears. So yeah. let let them ears itch for this here. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. <laughs> teacher come from God. He just didn't know. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answers, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water in the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Aha. Uh -huh. These things can be because he wasn't getting this here. He wasn't recognizing. He was talking to God himself at the moment. So Jesus had to give him a little clue. Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and we testify what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one is, has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
For God not sent his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So we lift Jesus up. We lift Jesus up. Come on, everybody out there in the audience. Help us lift Jesus up to the glory of God for the hope and salvation of your babies and your babies' babies. The babies across the street, the babies next door, the babies at daycare, the babies at the school, the babies down the street, the babies on the other side of the city, the babies on the other side of the state, the babies on the other side of the country, the babies all over the world for the hope and salvation of the next generations. That sounds good. That sounds good. I don't know why more people don't like to hear that, Brother Morris. <laughs> I don't know either, Brother. Uh, oh, we got uh, uh, we got a lot of newcomers today. We got Dr. David Asbury, to God be the glory. We got Athena Steele, Jeremy Moore, good to see you. Of course, we got you, we got Michael J., Bashana Brooks, Lord Davis, and Jason Kenton. We doing a wisdom only service. I still will post it onto um onto the podcast later, onto um, Spotify later. I probably posted okay. the his message, which hits more platforms than even than just Spotify too. I I, I started posting my old podcast that I had forgot about, but it's connected okay. to all kind of stuff. It got Amazon, it got Google, it got everything. And I know when I post it there, it's going everywhere. Even go to Apple. That's on your, what's that, your Twitter? No, this is my, uh, I have a, um, it, it, it's a podcast called um, His Message that I made a long time ago. Like about two years oh, okay. ago. Okay. But I had stopped posting on it. But I still post them as our as our services though, though when I post them though. Well, we're gonna turn it up a little bit more. Try a little bit harder to reach somebody's child. Somebody. For the Lord. We we reach somebody. So to reach somebody, we reach that child. Some kind of way. We we tired of this generation falling away because the devil is just sifting them like wheat. Daily. So maybe if they maybe if they if they can recognize who their shepherd is, they wouldn't get sifted so fast, right? Amen. So let's go to Psalms twenty three and see if we can do something about this here. All right. So let's go and recognize who's the shepherd. Or, or, or we said in the 1980s term, who's the boss? <laughs> Remember that show? Well, that show, they didn't know who the boss was. They didn't know whether it was the housekeeper or it was the woman employing the housekeeper. But here we know who our boss is. Our boss is Jesus Christ. So we honor him in the recitation in the, I'm sorry, in the recital of this song. And y'all can recite it with us. The Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah, though I walk through this valley of the shadows of death. I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod and your staff comforts me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. And anoint my head with oil, you do. My cup runs over. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord tomorrow. And I will dwell. No, no, no. I messed that up, brother. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord just today. Nah, nah. That's not right, is it? I'll dwell in the house of the Lord next week. Nah, nah, nah. What's the answer? Tell him. Starting now. In forever. In forever. Be my shepherd. Come on back, brother. Come on back. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And we can all together say, Amen. Forever. Because this ain't no one-time thing. We come back to that house every day. Multiple times a day. We should treat it like when you was, you know how they say it in the, when you was a kid? They say, don't we keep running in and out the house? Either stay in the house or stay out the house? Amen. So we need to come in the house and stay here. But God ain't going to tell you to come in or come out. He wants you just to come in. He ain't going to tell you to stay out. Unless you choose to stay out, then that's your choice. But I don't want to hear nobody having reaping and gnashing their teeth, though. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Right. Of the Ishmael world. Bless you. Oh, uh, you don't came Amen. on in? No, I'm just thinking of him. That's all. Yeah, I'm thinking about Mama B, too. Yeah, Mama B. Yeah, some people just be on my spirit heavy. Mama B, you know. Sister Rosina. Yeah. Yeah, they, they operate on wisdom, so hopefully they'll find their way over here this mm -hmm. morning. I'm just going to be for the devotion for the horse and uh, I'm going to sit and listen for the most part. Nah, no problem. Yeah. I want you to feed me this morning. No and, problem. I got you, brother. So, I'm, I'm going to be out there in the audience rubbing off on them and yeah. giving them a chance to get up there and get this cat. Amen. Yeah. Don't work wisdom today. Amen. Alright. So let's go to Luke chapter 11. Amen. And it says, Now it came to pass 
as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that when his disciples said to him Lord teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples so he so he said to them when you pray say and you can repeat after us our father in heaven our father in heaven hallowed be your name hallowed be your name your kingdom come your kingdom come your will be done let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven as on earth as it is in heaven give us day by day our daily bread give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and do not lead us into temptation do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom for yours is the kingdom and the power you're the power and the glory you are the glory forever and I am yours <laughs> forever amen Forever. Oh, so Amen. oh, so I see what kind of day this is. Ah, this is why they didn't want to hear that. See, we, we was Amen. we was speaking about we need to stay with the Lord, not just today or tomorrow, but forever. forever. Recognizing forever, and guess what? Uh, when we come to thirty-one day challenge, as you know, we do Psalms fifteen and Proverbs fifteen because the day is the fifteenth. Psalms 15 Amen. tells us the same thing. I, I told you that, that 15 is a heavy day. That's why they didn't want a solar. Yeah. There's something being seen today in this reading. I'm, that's why I want to go and sit back. And, <laughs> I want you to get feed me today, bro. Boy. But this is a special thing for some reason, and they don't want us over there. Now, I think anybody want to know where that certain place is where Jesus was praying? Amen. Have you ever asked yourself, it says that when he sees playing in a certain place, do anybody ever ask yourself, where is that certain place? I wonder where he was. Oh, I know where that place is, but it's not a physical place. Because, you know, man, we always look for the physical place. Yeah. Because we, we want to find out that, that physical secret. But <laughs> it was a spiritual place where he was going in. He was going and he was letting go everything on his earth so he could reconnect to his father. Amen. But when you're born again, <laughs> you operate in a certain place. Amen. He called it heavenly places. <laughs> mm -hmm. He said, put your, put your, think on heavenly things and put yourself in heavenly places. Y'all, we got to get this spiritual thing together here. We being weighed down because I want to be in that certain place where Jesus was. Heavenly places. Alright. All around us. His glory fills your house. Amen. Your car. Your heart. It just overflows. Your cup overflows this morning, don't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that hey, I think we just need to go right into Psalms 15. It ain't even that long, but it's heavy. It's only five verses. So I know ain't nobody gonna be weighed down by it, so just want to say hi to everybody first. Michael J., Dr. David Asbury, Truly Julie, Wandering Fool, Athena Steele, Jerry Moore, 
Porsche Ambassador, Rashonda Brooks, Lord Davis, and Jason Kente. So let's get to the reading and I hope y'all are blessed by it. It's, it's subtitled, The Character of Those Who May Dwell with the Lord, a Psalm of David, but it reads like a proverb, I'm not going to lie to you. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised. But he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and who does not change. He who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things should never be moved. Those are the five verses of Psalms 15. I hope that all are blessed by the reading of the word. So what the Lord has given us here is. You want to hang with me? You got to be like this. And see, that's why Jesus could do that. Because Jesus didn't have any sin. He could hang out with the Lord like that. Of course, it also helps that he's God himself too. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but yes, you have to walk uprightly. You have to work righteousness. You have to speak the truth in your heart. You can't talk against your neighbor. You can't do bad to him. You can't set up set up something against uh, some kind of trap against your friend. Try to trap him up. And you have to understand that the wicked you have to look at a certain way. I'm sorry, actually, I'm taking back. The wicked is looked at a certain way, but those who fear the Lord are honored. chasing stuff we do or we're going to get into Bitcoin. We're going to spend our money. We're going to do all these investments. You know, we're going to, you know, how we, we get caught up in that prosperity gospel. I'm going to be the head and not the tail. I'm going to be the lender and not the borrower. But the problem is we, we lend it and then we want to charge interest for lending. But guess what? This is uh-uh-uh. Yeah, if you're doing that, you wrong. And actually, Brother Morris, every time you give something to some the poor, I'm, 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 I'm giving it to you this morning. I'm supposed to be quiet here, but every time you give something to somebody, that dollar on the corner, amen, for the wrong reasons, <laughs> you need it for the wrong reasons, for the motives, ain't right. Mm-hmm. Somebody getting this. That's us. That's usury. When you're supposed to do, and your reward comes from the Lord, not that person. Well, that's, that's that's where the breakdown comes in, brother. Because we only do for those that can do back to us. Mm -hmm. Somebody can go back and get it back. <laughs> 
I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna call that the um the the rusty rule. Do Amen. do unto do others as they can do unto you. That's the rusty rule. We gonna call it that. That's the world's rule. It's because it said that everything we do is gonna turn into rust and fall away, right? So if that's how you treat your people, that's what's gonna fall away. Now here's what he said: Do he said cast your bread upon the water? Amen. Come on back, brother. These people need to hear this today. They ain't hearing it out there with everybody else talking. Because we know as we feed, we get fed. Come on now. Everybody need to listen to this here. Don't get caught up with trying to do good for those who can just do good for you. That's not how the, the kingdom works. The kingdom works by you doing good and then the Lord taking care of your spiritual needs. I ain't going to even say your physical needs because that, then we get into this transactional view of God. Well, okay, uh, God, give me, I, 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 I paid my tithes. Uh, now you're going to multiply my money. Uh, oh, oh, God, I did good for somebody. Now you're going to get me out of this situation. God don't work like that. He's not a genie. I, 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 Yahweh Nisi is not a genie. He's not like, oh, command the genie. No. He is a righteous, omnipotent, omniscient, Omnipotent, sovereign God. Stop treating him so common. You know, in fact, you know what the word for common is? Profane and vulgar. Those are two words that mean common. So stop profaning his name. Stop treating him as something common. He is the creator of the universe. And as these young people would say today, Put some respect on his name. Come on now. Because if you do, you'll never be moved. You'll know where your place is. There's a lot of people who wonder around like, I don't know if I'm going to heaven. I'm not know I'm going to hell. You will know if you say, Lord Jesus... I repent of my sins. I know that you came from heaven to earth to die for my sins. But fulfill your purpose. You arose three days later with all power in your hands. Now if you said this and you understand what it means, which means that Jesus is the one, is your shepherd. He is your guide. That you know you can't do it on your own anymore. You know that you need his help to get through this life and to find your way into the next one. Then the Bible says in Romans 10, Romans chapter 10, with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, when the mouth you confess unto salvation. You have moved from the kingdom of the dead to the kingdom of the living. Now I don't want you to take this with commonality just as I just told you about with God you don't treat him as something profane or vulgar take that confession and keep it not, not something simple but it's something that means the world to you that you're not belonging to yourself anymore 
that you want to do his will, that you're willing to submit to the Holy Spirit. If you said it and you truly meant it, the Holy Spirit has hit you already. And it's convicting you of some things right now so that you can grow and, and change from being part of the world to being the salt of the world. Seizing the world with the spirit that God has within you. To God be the glory. Let us go on to Proverbs 15. Unless somebody has somebody else has something they want to say here in Psalms 15. I want to give you every opportunity. Um, to God be the glory. I got Levin over here. We got David Ashbury, Michael J, Kayleen, Truly Julie, Wandering Fool, Athena Steele, Jeremy Moore, NGY King, Rashana Brooks, Lord Davis, and Jason Kinte. If not, let us head on over to Proverbs 15. I got a feeling it's going to be just as powerful. And you know it is. So Proverbs 15 is subtitled. A soft answer turns away wrath. And it begins that way. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A fool despises his father's direction, instruction, I'm sorry, but he who receives correction is prudent. In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But he who loves him follows righteousness. Harsh discipline is for him who forsakes the way. And he who hates correction will die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. So how much more the hearts of the sons of men? A scoffer does not love one who corrects him. Nor will he go to the wise. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. But by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. A wrath of a man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. The way of the lazy man is like a horn, a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. A wise son makes a father glad, and a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is joy. To him who is destitute of discernment. But a man of understanding walks uprightly. Without counsel plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors they are established. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. And a word spoken in due season. How good it is. 
The way of life winds upward for the wise, that he may turn away from the hell below. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. The thoughts of the wicked are abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. The Lord is far from the wicked. But here's the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and a good report makes the bones healthy. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains destruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. These being the 33 verses of Proverbs 15. I hope that all are blessed by the reading of the word. So if anybody wants to chime in about what these Proverbs said to you, you're more than welcome to do so. To God be the glory. Alright, we got Ambassador coming on up. I guess it must have hit him some kind of way. Brother, the floor is yours. I guess it hit you some kind of way, right? Well, I just heard something that freaked me, man. I was, I heard a rebuke in there, and I don't want to disdain the rebuke. Ah, exactly. <laughs> you know what happened? Continue to disdain the rebuke, brother Morris. Hey, man, they're not used to this kind of talk, brother Morris. This is heavenly language. We've been in Psalm, uh, John 3 too long. We've learned some of them heavenly things God was trying to teach us that. Amen. But the rebuke, you don't want to keep disdaining that. But but I was pretty when you read this uh you said something about the way upward and you turn you away from what's down there. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's what got me. Amen. Because when the word turn said when you say turn, we look at it like a three sixty, uh, you know, one of one eighty type things, amen. But it's an up and down thing, ain't it? Exactly. <laughs> we fail. And he said, great was our fall. Now, where we fell to, he just told you where you at. Amen. Hell below. Amen. Oh, somebody got to get this one this morning. Uh-oh. Because you want to come upward. You want to come upward, don't you? Yeah, that, all right. I'm, I just, that one just pricked me, brother boy. Yeah, 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 come up without that. See, what they don't understand is we living in hell. But this hell, but there's a worse hell below, though. If you ain't, and if you don't recognize this, if you don't recognize Yahweh today and his and his son Jesus Christ, or, or, or how, how they want to say Yahweh Shai or, or Yeshama Habashima, however you want to say it, if you don't recognize who He is, that is your Savior. Hell is waiting for you below. So the way of life. Wise up for the wise, so the wise is going to cling hold to Jesus because they know that just as it said, hey, oh, hallelujah. Just as it was said in John 3, I, 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 don't, I don't think they get this, brother. I'm gonna have to read it for them. They ain't gonna get this here unless yeah. I read it for them. Yeah. I gotta go back to the I gotta go back to the morning devotional. Came down, went back up. Yeah, you want to be up 
Yeah. yeah. They need to hear this from, from 13. No one has ascended to heaven, but he came down from heaven. That is the Son of Man who is in heaven. So if, 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 the, if the life of if the way of life winds up for the wise, that's because they're clinging on to Mr. Wisdom, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Hmm. That's something you, you should take your children right away. That's straight off Heaven's burner this morning. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, if you, hey, guess what? If you don't do it, the curse from verse 25 going to get you. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will, I'm sorry, yeah, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. So he said, well, even though you may suffer here on earth, you might be widowed. Maybe your man left you. Maybe your wife left you. Maybe even your funds left you. Your children left you. That don't matter. But if you cling on hold to him and don't try to be proud, don't try to figure out this life thing by yourself, he going to establish your boundary. And, and, and in truth, Establish it, you're not established. Hey, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. If he don't clinch you, Psalms 1. Exactly. If he don't clinch you, Psalms 1. You're not established. Exactly. Otherwise, if you're not planted by him, you're planted by somebody else. Now, that makes me go back to the Bible study lesson I taught on about growing God's kingdom. If you go to Matthew 14 mm -hmm. in that parable. Of, of, of the farm of the of the farmer who had somebody sold some tares among his wheat. Well, if you're not one some of the wheat, then you were sown by the devil, and you're a tear. And the tear in due season will be pulled up after it's grown up, so you can know the difference between the wheat and the tear, and throw it into the fire. Now, I don't want y'all to blame God on this one, okay? Because okay. he turns you over to your own devices, amen? But you got, he shows you his will. When you reject it, he but, gives you to yourself. Hey, but, <laughs> but check this out. So listen to this. The thing is, and, and like, like, like it said there in Matthew 14, that you can't tell the difference between the tares and the wheat until they grow up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I believe what God is saying in that time is that, hey, I'm going to give all you, you tear some chance to get some of this good fertilizer called, called the Holy Spirit. And then when you get that fertilizer, you're going to stop looking like tares and start looking like wheat. And you're going to bear fruit. Because wheat, wheat is a plant. And that wheat seed that they grind up and turn into flour is botan botanically considered a fruit. So, he, he, I'm praying that that fertilizer, I believe he believed that the fertilizer... That he gives you can turn what looked like tares into wheat. Now, of course, he know your Amen. your position from the foundations of the world. So he ain't surprised by nothing. Nothing we do will ever surprise him. But here's the thing: that's not the problem. The problem is you don't know your destiny. God knows it already. So you might say, "Well, God already knows whether I'm gonna be whether I'm gonna be a tear or or some wheat." So why does it matter? It does matter because you don't know it. And it's, and, and it's not like God hasn't changed. Hey, check this out, brother. And it's not like God hasn't changed his mind before. Amen. When he gave you those children, that baby, that baby was a tear. 
Yep. Somebody, we got to see when Jesus came. This is, this is a finished product here. He's already came, but when you accept him is when he came to you. So he said, leave the tares and the wheat, let them grow together. We think of this as a last day thing, but he judges the righteous and the unrighteous every day. Every day. He came to you and gave you that baby. That baby was a tear and you were the wheat. Are you supposed the to be the wheat? The enemy stole your baby's soul, your soul baby salvation. He wants to separate that baby, the tear, and make it wheat today. And you are the wheat that he's going to use today. Now his sickle is in his hand. Okay, his sickle is in his hand, and this book ain't for the world, it's for his people, those that are called by my name. If they would turn, he said, from their old ways and look up. Hey, hey, our brother, as verse 32 says, he who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. Here's, we give you the rebuke today. Turn away from the wicked ways, bring your children back to God. Surrender yourselves as living Amen. sacrifices, holy and acceptable God, for it is your reasonable service. Study to show yourself I, approved. Until verse 28, the heart of the righteous studies how to answer. Amen. They study how to answer. But the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. Who read the light? Some of them people you're calling pastors? Mm -hmm. Come on now. I'm trying to set somebody free here today because y'all in love with a person and not the Lord. And this is how you know you're in love with a person, not the word. If you don't open if you don't open your Bible or go to your Bible app every day, but you spend hours and hours listening to the, these preachers preach, then you might be in some trouble. We need some wisdom here. And you ain't gonna get no wisdom from no pastor preaching. You gonna get wisdom for reading his word. You gonna get wisdom from praying and for understanding. You gonna get wisdom and meditating on his word day and night. Cause they don't have your heart. He said the heart of the righteous studies out of hell. And then he says you should study to show yourself approved and work that need not be ashamed. Rightly to ride the word too. They just set you up, didn't they? They set you up. They started off with the word. Amen. But you ended up in a whole other story. <laughs> Amen. Mm. Y'all got to get with the Lord here. Go get you a Bible and just tune in with us on this 31-day challenge. You won't fall off. You better believe it. And you're going to bring your children, too. <laughs> mm. Quit fighting with us. Quit fighting with us because you're not fighting with us. You're fighting with the master, the one that owned the soul, even your own. And you ought to fear him. He said, not the one that can destroy your body, but the one that can destroy your, your body. body and your soul in hellfire. <laughs> this is not a game. Don't play with God. Hey. It's like, like verse 14. That's why it says, the heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. I think that goes right into the itchy ears thing. You, you want to hear the fool. You got to come back because that's a whole other story there. Woo. To God be the glory. Because you gonna have because the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. That's for those who have itching ears. When you got itching ears, you want to hear the foolishness instead of the truth. And that's a setup for your soul to be cast into hellfire. Because got, got remember what verse eleven said. It says, Hell and destruction are before the Lord. 
So how much more the hearts of the sons of men? So do you want your heart to be before the Lord? Or do you want your heart to be before hell and destruction? That's your choice. If there's anybody else who wants to say anything on Psalms 15, I'm sorry, Proverbs 15 or Psalms 15, the floor is still open. We're still holding on with the same 11, Michael J., Dr. David Asbury, Kayleen, Julie Julie, Wondrin Ford, Fina Steele, Jeremy Moore, Ambassador Davis, a.k.a. N.G.Y. King, Michelle Brooks, Lord Davis, and Jason Kenthank. If not, let us head on into the Articles of Faith. And today being the 15th, we're going to cover Article 15, which is the on the Christian Sabbath. Now here's the traditional interpretation of Articles of Faith on this subject, the Christian Sabbath. We believe the scriptures teach that the first day of the week is the Lord's Day, or Christian Sabbath is to be kept sacred for re sacred to religious purposes by abstaining from all secular labor and sinful recreations. By the devout observance of all the means of grace, both private and public, and by preparation for that rest that remaineth for the people of God. Now here's the remix version. We believe that the first day of the week, Sunday, is the Christian Sabbath or the Lord's Day. The Christian Sabbath is a holy day because it, oh, I'm sorry, let me actually go back to that. I just want to drop you some scriptures about the Sabbath. Um, I'm not going to read them, but just so that you know them. Um, Genesis 2, 1 to 3, Exodus 28 to 11, Isaiah 58, 13 to 14, Matthew 12, 1 to 14, Mark 2, 23 through 28, John 21, in, 19, in verse 19 from um, St. John chapter 20, verses 1 and verses 19. Acts chapter 20, verse 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2, and Revelations 1, verses 10 and 11. So let's go back to the remix. We believe that the first day of the week, Sunday, is the Christian Sabbath or the Lord's Day. The Christian Sabbath is a holy day because it's the day that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. It has its roots in the Old Testament Sabbath and should therefore be observed as a day of worship, rest, and meditation on our life with God and the church, both privately and publicly. The Christian Sabbath is a doctrinal teaching of the church that has its roots in the Old Testament concept that was established by God himself. Like many of the church teaching, when we look at it through the lens of Jesus Christ, we're able to, uh, to see it and interpret it more clearly for our lives as Christians in the church of today. The word Sabbath literally means to cease, stop, or rest in its original Hebrew form. So when you read about the Sabbath in the Old Testament, our first exposure to it comes in Genesis 2. When the Bible records that after finishing the work of creation in six days, God rested on the seventh day and declared it holy. One day out of every seven was to be a day of rest for human beings, at which time well, a mark and celebrate God by finishing the creation of the physical world. 
While the Jewish Sabbath is traditionally celebrated on Saturday, the Bible does not specifically name a day of the week. Rather, it highlights that one day out of seven is to be set aside for Sabbath rest. God created the Sabbath for us and has created us so that we may need the Sabbath. In general, the Bible teaches that humans are supposed at a time which we would mark and celebrate God by finishing the creation of this physical world. While the Jewish Sabbath is traditionally celebrated on Saturday, the Bible not... Oh, sorry. Oh, oh it's reading. Oh, sorry, I see what happened. It's a double reading. In general, the Bible teaches that humans are supposed to rest on the Sabbath, cease their labor, and only perform deeds of necessity, mercy, and worship. It was a day designed to replenish the mind, body, and spirit within men. Jesus himself also observed the Sabbath, being a devout Jew. However, by the time Jesus began his, missionary, his ministry on earth, Jewish religious leaders had devised and added more than 150, I'm sorry, 1,500 rules of conduct designed to regulate the observance of the Sabbath. Therefore, the Sabbath eventually became more of a burden than a blessing. Jesus basically ignored these man-made rules, but always kept the fourth commandment as God intended it to be observed. Jesus taught that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And as always the case, I'm sorry, as almost always the case, whenever human beings add man-made rules onto God's law, it usually ends up being a mess that deviates from what God wills and desires for us. So Jesus declared that he was also the Lord of the Sabbath. That means we must understand Jesus and his ministry and his mission to have a proper and complete understanding of what the Sabbath is supposed to be. Some of Jesus' most heated disagreements with the Pharisees and other leaders of his day was over what could and could not be done on the Sabbath. In the New Testament, there is a distinct shift in the language of the Bible that begins with the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is clearly recorded in scripture that Jesus arose on the first day of the week. Therefore, as opposed to the Jewish Sabbath, which is Saturday, Jesus was crucified on Friday, but arose on Sunday. Even Jesus' post-resurrection appearances to the disciples happened on the first day of the week, when the new early church would gather for worship was the first day of the week. Later, in the language and culture of the Christian church, it began to be referred to as the Lord's Day. So, we see how the Christian Sabbath has its history in the Old Testament establishment of the Jewish Sabbath as was created by God and articulated in the Ten Commandments. But we also see how Jesus Christ has reinterpreted the meaning of Sabbath for all humanity and placed it in its proper perspective and meaning. Every Lord's Day, Sunday, the first day of the week, is a day that incorporates all the principles of rest and commemoration we get from the Old Testament. It also adds the principles of blessing, celebration, service, mercy, and worship that Jesus shows us in the New Testament. So as Christians, our Sabbaths are traditionally celebrated every Sunday because Jesus' life, death, and resurrection has redefined the meaning of the terms Lord Day for us. Jesus is Lord, and Sunday, the first day of the week, is his day of resurrection. The, the Jewish Sabbath in the Old Testament and the Christian Sabbath of the New Testament complement each other in some remarkable ways. Among them is the following. Creation and redemption. In the Old Testament, the Sabbath represented God's completion of creation. Everything in the physical world and ultimately human beings were all created by God. 
The Sabbath was God's day to rest, observe, and contemplate all that he had created. Likewise, the Christian Sabbath rep on Sunday represents God redeeming all the creation from the fall and the fits of sin in the world. The resurrection of Jesus Christ on Sunday is the ultimate symbol of God's claim of redemption for humanity and all of creation. It is in fact like God preserving, saving, or recreating all of his creation for his glory. As God rested from his creative work on the Old Testament Sabbath, he rests from his redemptive work at Calvary on the Christian Sabbath. Rest in contemplative service. The Old Testament Sabbath was one that encouraged rest from physical labor. The tent was to allow the body, mind, and spirit to be replenished so that man could be effective in labor for the next six days. Rest is essential for human beings. God thought the rest was so important that he declared the Sabbath was a holy day that we should observe every seven days. In the New Testament, we see how we are not simply to rest physically, but that we should use the time to see how I'm sorry, we should use the time to meditate on God and consider God's presence in our lives and how he wants us to work. It should be a time where we contemplate how we can live better during the next week and glorify God even more in our lives. The rest that God designed for us on the Old Testament Sabbath gives us the sacred space in our lives on the Christian Sabbath to help us think about how we can be more like Jesus Christ in our daily lives by showing mercy, love, justice, and service to our fellow men. It's a time of personal meditation and devotion, recognition and celebration, worship. The Old Testament Sabbath was also a special way of recognizing God and acknowledging God as the one who has authority to order our daily lives. God's declaration of the Sabbath day as holy sets a certain tone for every day of the week. Likewise, the Christian Sabbath is the day that we go to church for the purpose of worship. In the act of worship, we express to God how much we love him and what he is worth to us. Every Sunday is a day of celebration when we gather to experience worship in the church. We are celebrating the reality that God is our God, that Jesus is our Lord, and the Holy Spirit gives us power to be the church that God created us to be. We do it out of obedience and because of the joy that God gives us in our relationship to him and each other. Readers Remix. Real Life Reflections on Chapter 6. Do you regularly partake in the Lord's Supper or Communion? Deserve the Sabbath through rest, reflection, and worship. These are simple disciplines in life that can bring us all close to God and His will. Understand our place in the Baptist Church is paramount to being active in that community and contributing as true active believers. Reading and digest these particular articles of faith is step one to gain knowledge regarding our specific responsibilities. Step two is up to us. Do we continue to pass the worship on Sunday or we begin to actively understand God and His plan for us? Do we truly remember how Jesus died on the cross for us when we take communion? Or do we see it as something we do when we attend service? Part of what we discussed thus far involves reading these articles, digesting them, but more importantly, applying them directly to our lives as we move forward in this life. This is a conscious step we must take in becoming more informed Christians. Alright, that's the whole um, article 15 plus the um, reflection on chapter 5 of the article so that we can have a good understanding of what is being said to us. Amen? If anybody, um, Ambassador, if it's possible, um, just come up and um, give them a little quick understanding to, 
in case they didn't understand that w what was said already, just so that um, we can relate it to everyday living. But basically, on this here is just really simple. And I always go back to this here. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. We choose to celebrate on Sunday. I'm going to be honest with you. You could do it on basically any day because Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. But whatever you do, you must keep that rest holy and understand that it is for us to become more like him. That as we work in Torah six days a week, that seven days is a day of rest and reflection so that we can grow. Go ahead, brother. The floor is yours. I guess he got a phone call that came in. All right, there he goes. Hey, man. Uh... Hey, man. To God be the glory. Is great, 
But understanding the why is the real key. Because it, you can you can do you can do all this form of godliness stuff, but still let the power therein. Until you recognize that Jesus is the Sabbath. Jesus is the resting spot. Jesus is the working spot. Jesus is all those things. He showed us how to do it. And, and on top of that, he reconnected us to the one who gave him the power. Because they believed that their righteousness was on their own power. Pride right. had crept in. Right. It was that pride monster. And somebody out there got the same idea. You know, I'm not so bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, why do I need Jesus to die for me? I'm not so bad. I don't even do anything, brother boy. I go home. I, I, I love my, my wife. And I do the right thing. Okay? But you're in the flesh. Exactly. And that and that's what the world doesn't want to admit. That I don't care what kind of standard you think you of good is, you ain't good enough. Amen. You ain't so bad, but you ain't just ain't good enough. There was yeah. only one that was good. Yeah, because if you ever commit... Here's the problem that people outside there in the world don't want to understand and don't want to admit. If you ever sin once, you're a sinner forever. In fact... Because you were born to a sinner, you was a sinner before you was even born. Now that's the part they really don't want to hear. <laughs> so this Sunday, this Sunday is the day that the Lord is supposed to come to you and you respond. Amen. He's, he works with you all week while you at the job he gave you, while you're enjoying the, the, your things that he gave you. While you were forgetting to say thank you, Jesus, for waking me up and thank you for all these things you've done for me, Lord. He's waiting for you. After you didn't went through the whole week to, 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 to just rest that, that Saturday there and think about coming and seeing me Sunday to start your week right like we do. Every morning, you got to start it. Maybe that's where the start starts, every morning, and then you'll make it there on that Sunday. Because you can't really get communion and fellowship without being in the assembly, Brother Morris. No, you can't. Not no heartfelt, okay? Not a, a, a hug and a thank you and a, a, a greetings. You got to meet different people. Mm -hmm. Or you can isolate yourself, and he that isolates himself seeks his own desires. <laughs> Amen. So God has me Sunday. And according to the scripture and the early apostles, the disciples, they acknowledged that 
with yep. Jesus rose early that morning. He went to Sunday school and was looking for you. You wasn't there. He went to worship service at 11 o'clock. You wasn't there. All right, we got this Sunday coming up. <laughs> Maybe we'll make it, Brother Moses. Maybe. You need some kind of local assembly to attach yourself to. Maybe. You can't do this on your own. Nope. Amen. Ain't no way to do it on your own. There ain't no way of doing it. You, you, you've yeah. shared, Brother Morris. You've shared. Amen. Now, again, if anybody want a copy, everybody should want a copy mm-hmm. of these articles of faith. Amen. Like I said, it's not denominational. But in my life, I've learned that I believe there's a true denomination for real. It's called truth. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> But I was raised a Baptist, and the law says sometimes they ask you questions. What do you? What religion do you claim? So I was raised a Baptist, and that went along with the insight that God gave me about John the Baptist. Amen. So I got his baptism. Amen. So I'm a Baptist by birth. <laughs> Amen. Now that's my thing, okay? But I'm not denominational. I worship God in spirit and in truth. But I have been asked by certain public figures and whatnot, what denomination do you claim? And when I have to claim a denomination, I pledge my allegiance to the Lamb, so I was baptized with the fire. <laughs> I'm a Baptist. Mm-hmm. I can't get around it. John the Baptist was my brother. Amen. I hey. can't get around it. Hey, just, just like when they ask me, when they ask me, I say, if you ask me, I, I say I'm Pentecostal-ish. Amen. I, I got some of that. I'm, I got a little charismatic in me, but I, you know, I know better than, than to, devote, to devote my allegiance to anybody but Jesus Christ. Now, the other side of this Sabbath is humans need something physical that they can hold on to. Amen. So he gave the Jews Saturday. Amen. He gave them Saturday. But that was, that was just an outward sign of what was to come. You saw how they added all those rules to it. That's just like the court system. Amen. That's just like the court system. They got so many laws that they done wrote on them books until you got a law. Only the lawyer can find them laws. You see, they don't know all the law. Mm-hmm. They don't really know. They don't really care. They just do what they what they feel like they want to do. And they can twist the law just the same way like they twisted the scriptures back in the day. So that's why we have to give God all the glory and all the praise for what he's done. Giving us the truth here. So, all hearts and minds clear. Oh, gracious Father, we thank you, we glorify your name, we give you the glory and the praise, Lord. We thank you, O Lord, for the scriptures that you gave us today in Psalms and Proverbs 15, O Lord, as well is Article 15 or the Articles of Faith, O Lord. So we may understand what this rest truly means, O Lord. To rest with you, O Lord. Just as we learned in um, in Psalms 23, that you will lead us to that rest, O Lord. So we just want to ask for forgiveness of our sins, for we know that we do not deserve anything, O Lord, because we sinned against you, O Lord. But we place our trust in Jesus Christ, that you may redeem us, because you are the redeemer. 
And we just want to thank you, O Lord, for all that you're doing with your word, O Lord. We ask that you continue to rebuke the devourer for us, O Lord. For we know he's coming out here to kill, steal, and destroy. But he is already lost. Thanks to your son, Jesus Christ. So we give you all the glory and all the praise for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alright, before I go to the benediction, I'm just going to shout out all everybody who came by. Chuck, Queen of Swords, Terry, Graciela Moore, good to see you, haven't seen you in a while. Athena Steele, Greg's Tape, Davis Rowe, Michael J., David Asbury, I'm sorry, Dr. David Asbury, Kaylin, Truly Julie, Wandering Fool, Jeremy Moore, and G.Y. King, Vashana Brooks, Lord Davis, and Jason Kente. As for our benediction, we're going to go to Psalms 19.14. And you can say it with me. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be accepted in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you all. I hope to see you again tomorrow when we go over Psalms Proverbs in Article 16. To God be the glory.